it's a little bit different when you're just sitting here listening to it and watching yourself. It is, ain't it? This is what it looks like when Bigfoot goes high tech. There used to be an old country song that said, a high tech red dick. Yeah. <laughs> that's been a minute. Uh, that's us now, son. We For high show. tech red necks. That's, uh... Well. That's right. Okay. All right. We're back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. Exciting episode. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mean to do it. <laughs> that was perfect, though. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, we're back with a, another very exciting episode of Bigfoot Revival. Yes. I am your host, Sasquatch. And joining me is the man, the myth, the legend. The cooler that can't be foolered. The high tech cooler. The Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. <laughs> well, uh, for everybody listening, uh, if you're wondering what's going on, we are headed north, south. I forget the lyrics, man. I'm it's, retarded. It's north. Only a handful okay. of people may get it. Okay. Um, but we we are we are supposedly might be on youtube we don't know if this winds up on youtube great if not don't go looking for it we'll tell you which episode <laughs> to start looking for it. um but we're recording ourselves on zoom uh yeti is in the great white north of duplin county and i am in the actually i reckon i'm in north uh pender county yeah yeah. You are across the border, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, poor me. The lines have been drawn. <laughs> so, uh, we're we're in separate places. We're we're trying out a system. Uh, I messed up. I royally messed up. He was supposed to have the same setup I've got, and it was supposed to be uh, hopefully clear on both ends. And I forgot to give him the cord to hook up to his computer. So, wah wah wah. Yeah, we've got the old school earbud mic going on, but. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. We're just throwing stuff to the wall and seeing what sticks. It's all sticky. That's it's right. All sticky. Uh, um, my little girl did that when she was a baby and every bit of it stuck to everything. <laughs> so uh, now you have colorful walls. Yeah. Yeah. I just stuck her in the shower. I was like, <laughs> just sprayed her down. <laughs> oh, anyhow. So, yeah. um, news the news uh i think the the big news uh this week is the supreme court actually did something right mm -hmm. surprise 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 surprise, surprise. <laughs> they uh voted down three to six to uh biden's mandate to have uh companies over 100 mandate their employees mm -hmm. to be vaccinated through OSHA and man, I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, right. I tell you what, man, I've got people that I talk to that don't follow politics or really news other than scrolling on Facebook, kind of like myself that are just excited to the heavens about all of this that's going on. It's like, good. They didn't pass Biden's mandate. Thank God. And 
Yeah. And I, uh, I'm over here talking about what happened or didn't happen. Man, I tell you too, and, and I may be wrong about this, but I genuinely believe the courts are more interested in pushing what they feel like is popular opinion than they are about what's law. It comes across that way a lot. Yeah. And, and this way. is, this is an extremely unpopular thing that Biden done. So, uh-oh. Hey, from silence your phone. To, from the pulpit to the podcast. Silence that phone. <laughs> Whose phone's ringing in the church? Oh, it's mine, says the pastor. <laughs> We've got an old guy in the church, man. And he, he went to go close out in prayer. His phone rang twice. <laughs> that is his? Yeah, yeah. He finally got it to hush up. And then it, I reckon the person was like, well, shoot, he didn't answer. Let me call again. <laughs> I had no idea that was his. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, I think so in that case, it's good that we are getting a message out there. It's good that we show that we are displeased and what's going on because if the, if the court system is not going to follow the law, which to be fair, um, that was unlawful. Right. So I'm not saying that what they did was uh, um, going against the whole you talking about Biden's mandate. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They made the right decision. That was the right. The, the constitutional decision. But that's not always the case. Mm. And there again, I think they go by what they feel like will be um, how it will be looked at in history. Uh, maybe not even popular, but what they feel like it'll be look like in history. They don't want to be the guys who say um, abortion is murder. Therefore it should be legal. It can constitutionally be deemed illegal um, because they're afraid that, uh, and, and they've, they've kind of passed the book because they, they think they don't know which way this thing's going to go. But when gay marriage was going so strong, they passed positive on it because they felt like the culture was headed in that direction. Right. But they, they tend to, it seems to me that they tend, and I've heard this from other uh, political commentators that they tend to, to kind of fall in line with what they feel like history will view them. They don't want history to view them as the guy who, who did something bad. Right. So kind of like as goes the culture, so go the courts. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. That's interesting. That's a good way to say it too. Yeah. So, and, and I never thought about that, but I mean, just talking about it now, I mean, you definitely see it. Yeah. And they're, 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 they're which they're spineless. If that's yeah. the case, they're spineless. Absolutely. And anyone who votes, instead of saying this is what the constitution says every this is this is what i think is funny every person on the supreme court should be a conservative not because of their political leanings but because their job of the supreme court is to say this is constitutional or isn't constitutional if you don't hold up the constitution how can you do that mm. if you're not a constitutional conservative then how can you do that you can't right. You start, you start bringing in your own laws and that's mm -hmm. what's happened. That's what's happened with a lot of this stuff. So, um, very, very good though, that, that I think the people, the people's hate for this 
and the unconstitutionality of it allowed for um us to, to come out on top on this one so right um yeah pop your streamers and celebrate this one so this this was a big win uh which leads us into kind of the i think what we kind of planned for the main topic of this podcast and repentance mm. um and, and and i think that uh as a nation if we're going to see anything change if you're going to see uh uh kind of that that resurgence of, 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 of moral leadership, it's going to have to happen because the people of the country are, are turning back to Christ. Um, it's not going to happen because the leaders are going to turn back to Christ. The leaders aren't going to turn back to Christ until the, the people do, I think, and and maybe I'm wrong about that, but, but I'm, I'm, um, maybe you can get a couple in there. Like, uh, we got a guy here in North Carolina that's going to run. He's running on, uh, ending abortion, constitutional carry. Um, in fact, we're going to interview him here soon. Um, yeah, that'll so be good. I, I think so. Me and him started kind of talking and I went, Oh, and I, I want to save some of this for the podcast. <laughs> so, um, we had to be very careful. We even one time he goes, I, I, I think I'll save that for the podcast. Right. So it, I'm hoping it'll be really, really good. And, uh, something that that'll be beneficial especially for the, the people who live in north carolina but the, the kind of politicians as christians we want to promote mm. right uh, i mean uh if you live in florida or wherever uh you you want to be pushing politicians who who are going to vote and 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 do i, I think a lot like this guy everybody's different everybody's going you know we're not going to agree with him 100 percent on everything um Maybe politically we will, but, but just yeah. in general, people are different. You know, they, they have different ways of viewing things, but you want to push a, a person who's going to put Christ first a, as Christians. We want to vote our people mm-hmm. just like the homosexuals want to vote in homosexuals, just like the Muslims want to vote in Muslims. We're, we're not, um, we're, we're some people say, well, that's theonomy. Well, okay. Yeah. Wh- whatever. But, uh, we, if you think theonomy is, is, uh, us grabbing a bunch of guns and taking the capital in the name of Christ, then, then no, we're not. No, if no. it's if it's living our lives and promoting Christ and everything that we do, then yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and, and uh I think I was I think, talking to a guy the other day um at the at the job. He said when we, we had a pretty good conversation, he said every day, every day on the way to work, I pray over these machines that we have running that they would continue to run. Then I pray that our country would repent and turn back to Jesus. And I pray that it would start with abortion. Yeah. Well, yeah. That seems like a good place to start as any. Well, I mean, when, on. You, <laughs> when you have an industry that is based in the, the murdering of children, mm-hmm. where, where else do you start? You, you right. start at the worst place. Mm-hmm. You start at the worst place. And in our country at this time, it's abortion. Uh, I yeah. mean, I don't see no way around it. I, I just is. don't. We are slaying um, image bearers of God at just well an ungodly rate. Yeah, just yeah. And I'll even I'll even be so bold to say this is far worse than slavery ever was. Hmm. Uh, I mean, this is this is far worse than we were with slavery. Um, all these all these woke Christians want to talk about slavery, slavery, and and it's like. 
Well, first of all, there's a couple things going on. Um, we're literally murdering the image of God. Mm-hmm. The other is not treating the image of God as if it's the image of God, right? This is not treating the image of God as if it's the image of God and then putting it to death. Right. So there, there is, there is a difference. Um, second of all, you notice they always want to talk about the type of slavery that was, um, back in the old days. Right. Mm. So where you had, uh, the, the, the bulk of slaves were black, the bulk of slave owners were white. Um, I, I'm a history buff. I won't go as far to say that I'm an amateur historian or anything, but I am a history buff and, and you can find stuff, uh, written back then that, 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 uh, a lot of slaves, man, love their, their masters. Right. You, you don't do that to somebody who, who beats you. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of slaves. Now, now, that doesn't mean that there weren't the whole Kunta Kente. That's the, that's the only picture that's really been painted whenever you look at anything that's been pushed as far yeah. as movies, as far as schools are concerned, yeah. public schools. And, and don't get me wrong. That's, that's even, what's pushed. Even slavery within, within, uh, you know, even, even slavery with a great master is an ideal. Right. We want this person to be free, free in Christ, free in their economic system, free. We want them free. God wants them free. I believe. Um, so, so we're not saying that it was, we're not trying to make it sound like it was good. We, we just want to look at it for what it was, not for what people have painted it to be. Hmm. And, and, and because we believe that truth is, is very important. Now there again, just because we're saying that not, it, we're saying that there, there was, it's more complicated and larger than what you're, you're being told it was. We're not saying that what you're being told, you know, it, that wasn't the only story, right? Right. That there was, there were a bunch of stories. Every plantation was different. Every slave would have a relationship with his master was different. Um, some guys were, were genuine Christians, a lot of guys who were being painted as as uh, horrible white supremacists of the time were were guys who were trying to end slavery in their state, but then when the war came, they, they chose to go with their state instead of they were mm-hmm. abolitionists. They were just and so you've got all that kind of stuff, and, and it's complicated. And we don't need yeah. to go any further yeah, than that. A bunch but of different variables there. Uh, but but what about the slavery that's going on today? Mm. I mean, a we got a we got a buddy who's about to on. go street preach in, at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, of all places. Man, do you that that place is got the evil that's in that place, the sex slavery, the the war, and it's not just sex slavery; it's work slavery, it's child slavery, it's it's uh, child that- molestation, like 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 uh, absolutely abortion is the main thing and then i think this is our second thing that we need right. to repent of as a nation don't they say that um the super bowl is like the largest uh, human trafficking event that goes on like everything yeah. that's surrounding the super bowl and the, yeah. the area typically because you well i think a lot of that is too who goes to the super bowl typically rich people right now rich people, people have got the means to go yeah well people in washington dc say uh, I want to go to the Super Bowl, and they're used to having their 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 hookers, mm-hmm. and they're used to their having lifestyle. their lifestyle. Yeah, and so what do they do? So they, they find ways to keep it, especially if you're going to be out. You know, me and you go to a conference. We want to 
we want to relax more. We want to, we want to, uh, take in more. That's just the nature of being away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, they're the same way, but they're going to do it yeah. their way. And their way is depraved. And, and I mean, that's what you call a red flag. Whenever people that are indulging in these types of, um, sinful behaviors, whenever to this extreme, that is their lifestyle to be yeah. human trafficking whenever those are the decision makers of the people that are running your country, that's horrible. And and I honestly believe that it's probably a higher percentage than most of us would like to accept of like senators and congressmen Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. That being said, um, you have lobbyists, you have all kinds of just, uh, brokers and, 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 and men and women who, whose job it is to just keep the, the grease on the bearings, so to speak. Right. And, and they're part of it as well. They're, they're, you know, they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They're, 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 uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're in that system just like anybody else is right. Um, Hollywood, LA, I mean, that, that place is same way. It's the same way, right? New York, any place where you have power, you have a lot of, you have a lot of, um, sin, you have a lot Mm. of sin. And so as a, as a nation, we repent of that. Now we can't make our nation repent, right? We can't, we can't go to our, our, our congressman and like, I can't, I can't do him like you do your kids, you know, pull your belt off, bend him over your knee to my, now apologize now. No, even, sometimes is it repentance or have you just taught them to behave so that they don't get in trouble again? Exactly. Are you teaching them to behave or are you teaching them to not get caught? Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, we, so what do we do? What do we do? Right. Well, it, it starts with the preaching of God's gospel. And you say, well, I'm not a preacher. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You may not be the pastor. And you may not be up there giving long sermons, but it's like you were saying. I'm going to go in another direction. I'm going to say it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. Even whenever, uh, to get into what you're saying, before sermons preached, it's prayed upon. Repentance in this country, we need to ask God to grant us repentance, to break the hearts of the evildoers. Uh, The more I read Psalms, the more I'm about ready to start praying some of those imprecatory psalms and just for him to smash the teeth of these evil jokers just to eliminate them that's right (laughs) uh the wrath of yeti (laughs) sometimes man but i mean that's 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 where it's got to begin because we're not going to do anything we can preach at people to we're blue in the, in the face. If we're doing it on our own power, there's no power in it. Okay. So, so I like this because we disagree slightly. Mm-hmm. We disagree that that hardly happens on the podcast. Um, it's where we don't work together anymore. We're not, we're not <laughs> that must be what it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so where do I start? I, I think you're right. We do not need to forget prayer, but I think they go hand in hand. Okay. I don't think, I don't think you can say that, uh, 
if you pray and neglect preaching, nothing's going to happen either. Right. Yeah. And, and if you, For if sure. you preach without prayer, you know, and, and I think you need a strong, strong in both areas. Um, because faith without works is useless. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and start where you're at. Yeah. God puts you where you're at. You don't have to go, um, become a missionary in Japan or India or something of that nature. Start where you're at, preach the gospel faithfully, pray, pray for everybody at your workplace. If you're going to go to work, go to work and pray, pray for the people, preach to the people. And I don't mean like, you don't have to stand up on your desk and says, thus says the Lord, you know, but um, it is your mission field, but it is your mission field. Have those conversations, discuss the gospel. When somebody says, what do you think? Don't just jump in there with your knee jerk opinion. Your opinion is garbage. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. My opinion is garbage. All of our opinions is garbage. Unless, unless it is is based in the bible right so your opinion is based in the bible you say so what do you think about the decision made and we were just talking about that and we think well this is a good thing because it allows for the con uh the the governing system that we have god desires us to have to to support the governing system that we have for us that's the constitution we don't have a king. We have a constitution. So we want a governing system that supports that constitution. We don't want to rebel mm -hmm. against the constitution because that's our, that's our, um, as far as, uh, uh, United States government goes, that's, that's the authority. Right. Right. Um, and that constitution was designed, uh, with the scripture, a biblical worldview in mind. I, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of these guys who wrote the Constitution who were lost were more biblically minded than a lot of the Christians who are sitting in the pews at church today. Ooh. And, and I'm not saying Ooh. that they're more saved. I'm saying they're right. more biblically minded. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and so we have to we have to say, uh, uh, well, you know, the Bible says that um, uh, that we're, we're to support our government. Well, that means to support the president. No, it don't. It means to support our government, the constitution. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we don't, we don't bow down to men in this country or because the Bible basically says, don't bow down to men. Bible says, bow down to God alone, praise him, worship him. Not, not someone right. else, not a King, uh, who's sovereign God's ultimate sovereignty. And so, yeah. um, uh, that's a good, that's a big reason why churches don't pay taxes. People don't understand that it wasn't meant to be a nonprofit thing. It was meant to be that churches don't pay taxes because it was a, um, uh, oh no, what do you call it? Uh, um, if, if France has a, a place here, an uh, uh, embassy, it mm -hmm. was an embassy of heaven here on earth. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And so just like French embassies don't have to pay American taxes. The church doesn't have to pay taxes. And that's the way it was looked at. Okay. And, and, and so interesting. we have to start repenting uh, for the way we have conversations at work. 
Right. I, I think we need to start repenting, going to God and, and, and really, uh, diving in and, and seeing that done. Start um, where you're at, right? Not, exactly. not even just preaching, but as far as repentance goes, if you want to see the country repent, start with yourself. That's right. Start That's with right. yourself. And a lot of times what you get at work isn't people that ask, what do you think about this? Sometimes it is, but sometimes you have people that are just going to come in bullheaded, say what they think, and look at you as if you agree with them. Come on, what? Yeah. <laughs> then you got the option to kind of shuffle your feet and say whatever or yeah, or say, well, the Bible says something different on this issue. Yeah, we tend to have the mentality of, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that's going to offend them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we think there's an eleventh commandment, and that eleventh commandment is thou thou thou, thou ought to be nice. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes and, it's just laziness. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying I to mean, think. Honestly, that. I, sometimes yeah. it's I I really don't feel like getting into this. Well, and and it's also too. It's like um, if I do this, this is going to continue. It's not just yeah. going to stop here. I'm going to open this whole can of worms and I'm going to deal with this. And I really don't want to, for whatever reason, I guess I'm, I say laziness, but I guess that could be whatever reason, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. He done did it now. Look at you getting all pretty for the camera. Well, I noticed that, uh, <laughs> the shat, the bill of my hat was just shining on the very end of my nose. I look like Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> let me pick my hat up a little bit get that shadow off my nose <laughs> or uh anyways so that next, this is for you youtube next thing you know we'll be having lighting yeah yeah that way i look demonic because i'll have those uh those, those rings, rings. Yeah. yeah those things are freaky looking man yeah you'll be seeing people talking I'm like that's crazy take mm-hmm. them down uh <laughs> put on some sunglasses or something Repent <laughs> of your ring lights. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Repent of your own, whatever your own, uh, fear, your own laziness, your own, whatever it may be that prevents you from being more vocal about the gospel. Um, also there are people you don't realize this, and, and maybe this isn't the case every single place, but in a, I think in the bulk of places uh, where you've got more than just five people, if somebody says, well, I, think, I, just, I just think that a woman should be able to make that decision on her own. I mean, I mean, I mean the baby, the baby, how, how do, it's not even really a baby, is it? And, and then you say, look, it, it's a baby at conception. It's a baby at conception. She's not, she's not determining something for her own body. She's determining something for a totally different human being. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, no, she shouldn't be able to do that even from conception and, and there'll be somebody else in there who goes, I'm glad you said that. Yep. I'm glad you said that may not say anything to you. Some, a lot of times they will. Once everybody else kind of clears out, you'll see them hang back. and go, I'm glad you said that. People um, pay mind and take note of things, especially whenever you don't think that they are. Yeah. And, and that, you don't want to do it for other people's praise, but. No, but whenever but you're if sitting somebody there questioning can, what you're doing and a lot of times 
that that's just whenever you're thinking maybe I ought to just keep my mouth shut. That's whenever somebody comes up and says, man, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's encouraging. Well, that's what I was about to say. It, it, you don't want to do it for the praise, but if you, if you can encourage somebody else to speak up next time, right. It, it, maybe, maybe they're the one who's sitting there at the next, uh, you know, break while everybody's mm. in the canteen and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, they're the ones speaking up next time. And you can right. just kind of sit back and go, amen. That's right. And you can kind of support that person. And, and then they'll start people, people are, people are, are, are terrifyingly, uh, what's the right word? Uh, they, they, people are followers to a fault. And if they start seeing the tide change, some mm -hmm. people just change their opinion, not because they've thought it out, but because it seems like more people think this way than the other way. Mm -hmm. and, and so people are terrifyingly, uh, followers and, 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 and that's, that's the society we live in. We don't, we don't, uh, we haven't trained our people to think for themselves. And if they're going to be followers, they might as well be followers of people who are kingdom minded. That's right. I mean, if you <laughs> follow, follow Christ, I mean, mustard seed, right? That's right. That's right. Um, now when we talk about repentance, we're, we're not just talking about, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not talking about that. Um, so, so I, I'll ask you this and, and let you answer this. When you, when, what is your opinion of people when they hear the word repentance. What do you think the average person thinks when they hear the word repentance? Average person? Um, sorrow. Uh, they're feeling bad for what they've done. And I think sometimes in the moment, it means I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to do better. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to do better. Yeah. It's, it's not a complete change of mind. It's a uh, dang, I got caught. Yeah. I'm about to get in trouble. I wish I hadn't done that. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think now, what do you think the Bible gives us for or tells us repentance is the bible tells us that repentance is a turning away it's it's a complete lifestyle change it starts in your mind you you do have sorrow you do feel bad for what you've done but it, you're you're broken over it which leads you into confessing which leads to true repentance and saying I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to turn from this. And you, it's putting your faith and trust in Jesus, putting your eyes on him, your focus on him and following him. Doesn't mean that you're not going to screw up, but your main objective, your main goal is to follow Christ, to know him more and to do things that are pleasing to him. In other words, it's not just a quick flash in the pan, like just feeling bad in the yeah. moment is. Yeah. I was looking for my Bible. <laughs> I, um, I wanted to turn to, uh, Psalm 51 
and I don't have a Bible just, I mean, I've got some of them on bookshelves, but I don't, I don't have one right here on the desk. Wouldn't you know it? I do. Oh, well, good. Um, in Psalm 51, I, I think we see a, an excellent picture of what the Bible expects to repentance. And so, um, I think that'd probably be a good one for us to start with. Um, just talking about what the Bible think or what the Bible says about repentance. Right, there's 19 verses. Do you want I, to just? I say let's do our regular rigmarole and you right. read, and then I'll stop you whenever I think to, to jump in, or you can say something whenever you get to a point. And uh, for context, the heading says uh, a Psalm of David when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. So Nathan Jim jumped up out there and said, uh, David, you demand, you demand that stole somebody else's wife. You demand that wound up, uh, impregnating her. You demand that should be, that should be your rise baby boy in there. Not yours. Mm. You the one you're the man because the, the analogy was he, a uh, man with many sheep. He said, but his neighbor only had one sheep. It was a wonderful sheep, but he only had one sheep. And uh, the man with many sheep saw how nice that one sheep was and decided to take it for his own. And David said, uh, kill him. Mm. And uh, I don't remember if it was killing him. I want to say it was, but I don't remember for a fact. And, uh, that sounds that sounds right. And, and uh, uh, Nathaniel said, uh, Nathan. David, Nathan, excuse me. Nathan, you're the one. You're the one. So, uh, yeah. All right. So that... Uh, that's something else too. That's it. That was uh second Samuel 12, seven. Nathan said to David, you are the man. He didn't mean you the man. son. <laughs> he said, you are the man. You the one you did it. So, um, uh, Oh, Oh, but what I was saying is we'll see David genuinely repent, but it took Nathan calling him out for his sin. He was confronted. Yeah, he was confronted. I think that's important for us to remember that confronting somebody of their sin is, is difficult. Mm. It, it, it's not fun. Um, if you do find it to be fun, I don't, I don't maybe you've got a problem, but uh, <laughs> maybe you need to repent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, sometimes that's what it takes. Some mm -hmm. people don't need somebody to call them out. Other people, uh, I, I think what David knew that he, what he is doing was wrong, but he needed somebody to shove him off that ledge. Right. Uh, and, and so sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes yep. that's what it takes. So keep that in mind as well. Um, as we talk about this stuff. All right. Uh, Psalm 51, be gracious to me. O God, according to your loving kindness, According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. All right, let's stop there. So you see, he's calling out to God. He knows that God can wash him, not just mm -hmm. cover up, but wash him of his sins. Mm -hmm. um, 
then he jumps into what I think is one of the more interesting parts of this. And he says, it is you and you alone who I have sinned against. Right. And I think the idea is, weren't you just saying that he, he knocked up another man's wife and had that man killed and mm -hmm. he, he did, he did. But whose law did he break in this? That was God's law. He broke God's law. It affected other people, but mm -hmm. he broke God's law. And so, uh, ultimately it was against God, God alone yeah. that he sinned. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, it was God who, uh, as much as he hurt Bathsheba, as much as he hurt Uriah, as much as he hurt the nation of Israel, he didn't hurt anybody as much as he did God. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and there, God's you know, the I, one that's appointed him as king and had him anointed as king, called him a man after his own heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, uh, um, then he says, to, you were right. That it surprised God either. Not to say that it surprised him. God, this David's sin didn't catch God off guard by no means either. God said, <gasps> no, he didn't. What are you doing down there with that naked lady? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Your clothes on. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now. Uh, no, God, <laughs> you're right. God, God knew exactly uh, what, what was happening. It didn't surprise him. He, he knew. Uh, so anyways, um, then he goes and he says that you're, you're, you're right in your judgment and you're, you're righteous. Um, that, that what you say is, is, is right, which is always true about God, but, mm -hmm. um, he, he's pointing out that, God is just and yeah. God is righteous. David doesn't just have head knowledge of these things here. This is penetrating him down to his core. Yeah. Down to his soul. Yeah. I mean, he, he's being slapped upside the head with it. What, what, what is, uh, that mean? Got him. Got him. <laughs> uh, you want to go on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, picking up in verse five. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. All right. So there again, I, I just go back that he, he's, he's talking about him washing him clean, mm -hmm. uh, that, that God removes the sin from David's life. Uh, and, um, yeah, you mentioned where he says that I was born into iniquity. Mm-hmm. I was conceived into iniquity, not born, right? Right. I was and, brought forth in iniquity, and in okay. sin my mother conceived me. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, he knows how how deep the sin goes. I don't think he was saying that he was born out of an adulterous affair or anything to that right. nature. He's saying and that. This isn't, he's not making excuses either, saying it's not my fault. I was born yeah. this way. Yeah. This is confession right here. Bars. 
I mean, because everybody, everybody says I'm born this way. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. It ain't just the homosexuals. Uh, it well, is excuse or blame shift. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we say, well, I can't help it that I'm so ill natured. It's in my family. It's in my blood. Mm-hmm. I can't help it that, you know, and we, we, we shift. We always, I can't help it. I can't help it. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've said and people go, Oh my goodness is, uh, I ride motorcycles and I've, I've made a comment before. If, if you get, if you get hit by a car on a motorcycle, uh, you could have avoided it. You, you could have avoided it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go as far to say it's your fault. Um, you know, if you're stopped and somebody comes flying up behind you, doesn't see you and hit you, that's not your fault, but you could have avoided it mm-hmm. if you're paying more attention, you know, and you, you're looking behind you and you see that car coming, you know, a motorcycle can dart off the road fairly easy. Right. Um, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, you see, I see a car that looks like it's kind of jumpy. I don't know if it sees me. I get prepared to get out that car's way. Um, mm-hmm. And so that that's, that's the mentality that we need to have for most of everything is, is, um, yeah, we can make excuses all day long, but when we mess up, it's our fault. You right. need to take ownership of it. And, and that's part of repentance. And, and, and there again, we talked about David saying that, that I know how deep the, the sin is rooted in me. It's um, real. He, he's not blaming his parents. He, he's saying it's rooted mm-hmm. in him. And that uh, he knows that he has to repent of it. That 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 only God can wash that away. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse ten: Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. You let me live (laughs) and I'll train up people in your ways. I'll make sure other people don't do like I did. 180. David had a, a, a change of heart, right? David had a change of mind. David had a change of being. Uh, his repentance led of it. Yeah, his that change of being. His stems re- from your change of heart and change of mind. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, you know his his life, his whole life, was never the same after that. His relationship with God, I can only imagine, grew closer after that. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and we need to remember as Christians that our sins are forgiven. They were forgiven on the cross, but that doesn't give us a, a license to sin. No, that gives us a responsibility not to. It gives and, you a responsibility to repent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, repentance is a lifestyle. And so we pray the same thing. God, God, wash us with Your blood. We wouldn't say wash us with Hyssop. Um, uh, uh, I reckon modern terminology would be wash me with lava soap. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, it, it is, um, God wash me with your blood. Uh, um, um, and we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about 
sanctification. There's a difference. Mm. You were justified and saved on the cross. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about God using what he did on the cross to sanctify you. And so, um, wash, wash me clean. Now, technically in a salvitic sense, he, he did, but in a sanctification sense, he is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we, we have to, we have to go to him. Now, uh, one thing that he did is he went to God, the father, and, and he, when he made all these things, we get to go to God, the son, who is our mediator to God, the father. And we say, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep doing this. And I hand it to him. Mm-hmm. I hand my sin to him and he takes it. And one day I noticed that I've done it less than I've ever done before. And one day I noticed that I've went on a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, whatever, where I haven't done it at all. Right. And in the process of doing this too, new sins that you didn't even know about are starting to come to light and yeah. you're being convicted of them. And it's just yep. an ongoing process. And, and he, it's he's amazing. just making you better, better, cleaner, cleaner. And it's amazing too, whenever you go to him in true confession and true repentance that, I mean, it, it starts with you kind of crying out to him, either in your heart, out loud, on your knee. I mean, you're crying out to God, confessing your sin to him and, and repenting and the peace that he floods you in after yeah. that. And, and he, kind of like what you, uh, the analogy that you hear said with the, the father and his child, whenever the child's learning to walk and he goes through a few steps and falls down, he's not getting mad and frustrated. I can't believe you didn't walk any further than that. He goes, wow, you did so good. Let's get you up. Let's clean you off a little bit. See if you can go further next time. That's right. That's right. And this, that's just a good feeling. He, he, yeah. He's not mad at you for falling. Hey, all that's gone. He, he's picking you up pushing you to go further now if he's trying to pick you up and you wanting to sit there and waller in it yeah that's that's whenever you might get a spanking (laughs) well repent i I mean so and we are we're hard-headed people man we do not want to repent we we want to fight and and be hard-headed to god yeah we love our sin but god God uses that too to 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 force us into submission, and you know it, it is. People don't people don't think about it like this. They think they think that uh, you know you just you just do your best. Mm-hmm. Now your best your best your best is bad. Your best right. is bad. Even for a Christian, your best is bad. If you don't give it to Jesus and let him handle it, then, then you know, you'll always struggle with whatever that sin is. Right. You'll always struggle with it. You give that sin to Jesus and let him deal with it. It'll be gone. It'll go right. away. And so repentance is, uh, the, the stuff that we've talked about, but, but I think the ultimate way to, to sum up repentance is it's, it's handing your sin to God, allowing mm-hmm. Christ to handle that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and not trying to do it within your own power. Right. Um, 
and and talking about how he he disciplines us and stuff we can even take comfort in that whenever god does discipline us to jump to the uh to another scripture hebrews chapter 12 um starting in verse 6 it says for those whom the lord loves he disciplines and he scourges every son whom he receives it is for discipline that you endure god deals with you as sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline but if you are without discipline of which you have become partakers then you are illegitimate children and not sons furthermore we had earthly fathers to discipline us and we respected them shall we not much rather be subject to the father of spirits and live for they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them but he disciplines us for good so that we may share his holiness all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Son, and I'm going to chase a rabbit on that one too, because what you're saying is, is us being able to find joy in God disciplining in us to be able to, to understand that he's not doing it for, for uh, his, you know, like his maniacal, I want to punish mm -hmm. you but because, uh, he loves us and right. he wants us to, to do better. And so, uh, but part of that, I was, as you were reading it, I also thought, isn't that, uh, if any of you fathers have children who walk all over you repent, I, I mean, I mean, hmm. does that not show paint just a beautiful picture of discipline Absolutely. showing that, uh, that, that as the, the husband, not the wife, not the mama, the husband, the, the, the daddy disciplines his kids. Uh, the, the daddy is the one who walks into the room and says, y'all calm down now. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, it, and it happens. If, if you have not been that, if you just let your kids do whatever they want and, and and they talk back to you and your, your wife and that kind of thing. Well, if they talk back to your wife, you got to repent, not just for not disciplining your kids, but allowing somebody to disrespect your wife. You got that right. And, and so you, there, there's so much to that. That's just, and, and then it says they grow up to respect you. They respect you for it. They, they, your kids aren't going to hate you for, for being tough on. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to, your kids are going to think you didn't love them for not directing them in the right direction. That's right. So that, that I know that's a rabbit and a, and a side note, but, uh, it, it was, it was just, I'm that's listening to it. That's, that's great, man. That that's yeah. some great scripture. Um, you want to go on with, uh, David's repentant psalm? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, picking back up in verse 14, deliver me from blood guiltness O god the god of my salvation then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness O lord open my lips that my mouth may desire your praise for you do not delight in sacrifice otherwise i would give it you are not pleased with burnt offering the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart O god you will not despise by your favor, do good to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem. 
Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices and burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then young bulls will be offered on your altar. That's it. God, God, you don't delight in me just doing an action. You, you delight in that. That's a symbol of my heart being broken over my sin. You delight in you delight in me coming closer to you. You delight in me growing in you. You delight in in that repentance. You and even more than that, you know what God really delights in? Obedience. Mm. And so what Christ said, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I primary... even said that out to to you guys this morning. My personal study or study. Um, I'm not doing a deep study, but I am reading through Deuteronomy on my own time. Don't let him fool you. Man. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, that was something that stuck out to me this morning. I was in the chapter where Moses was uh, retelling the Ten Commandments to the nation that is going to be able to inherit the land. And uh, afterward, uh, God came down and spoke to him from the mountain and it was fiery and the people were just awestruck that God is speaking to us yet we're living. Yeah. My gosh, God is speaking to us. Look at the fire. We're going to be consumed. Moses go talk to God, which part of me is thinking that's kind of messed up. Just throw Moses out there. (laughs) Well, Moses had a reputation of, of dealing with God before. So, right. Right. So, Anyway, so Moses is the mediator, the type of Christ there. And uh, it's something that God. Somebody's going to die. Might as well be the guy in charge. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But even after that, you see the heart of God whenever he talks to Moses. And he said, oh, that this, that these people would heed my commandments so that they would live and things would go well for them in this land. Yeah. That, that really kind of struck out to me. It's like God really wants to see his children prosper. Yeah. I, I, that's the, and that hasn't changed. Right. That hasn't that's changed. That's not prosperity theology. Prosperity oh, yes, prosperity. it is. Oh, it ain't. I'm you getting that right Cadillac. We're going to have to find a new church if the pastor keeps on. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Uh, Johnny Cash, one, one piece at a time. One piece at a time. That's right. <laughs> it's a 52 53 54 55 <laughs> he's stealing all the parts from work to build his old hoopty car had two bulbs on one side one on the other frankenstein mobile uh <laughs> oh man so yeah i i um yeah i i think we've covered repentance pretty good have you got anything I mean, else to add to that not really. I'll tell you what, supper's smelling good too. The future Mrs. Yeti's got something nice up in here. Is that right? Well, yes, I'll tell you is. what, in that case, let's make this last a lot longer. <laughs> but I'm hungry. I'm a growing Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh well, let's see here. Um I'm trying this to think good. if there's yeah, I think so. I'm glad you you came up with this and uh when you I don't think I responded, but I, was, I remember thinking, yeah, that, that'd be good to talk about. We mm-hmm. haven't talked about that. That'd be real good. So, uh, with everything going on and we thank everybody for listening. Hopefully this was, a uh, 
hopefully this was nice for everybody yeah. um as we continue to grow and stretch our wings and learn more about this thing uh we we just thank you for listening and encouraging us to do so so uh yeti how can they find us yeah look at us doing stuff oh really look at us <laughs> No, you can find us by going to www.bigfootrevival.com. Head on over there and check out some of our previous episodes. Read a blog or two. They're pretty good and thought-provoking as well. You got Blogs links are better to than the podcast. Over there, or you can email us at bigfootrevival at gmail.com. And remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Yo, Yeti! Yo! We out, son! Deuces.